Hi, everyone, and welcome to Tiebreaker Tennis, the tennis podcast. It's part of the Total Sports 24-7 Network. This is Chris Hayes, the host and producer for this podcast and all podcasts across the Total Sports 24-7 Network. You can find all archived episodes of all your favorite podcasts across the network on our website. It's totalsports 247 dot podbean.com podbean is also my podcast producer you can listen to episodes on the app itself or go to any other app that you listen to your favorite podcast we're on spotify tune in apple podcast iheart you name it we're there search total sports 247 to find us on your favorite app and please subscribe and give us a five-star rating we also have a newsletter, weekendweekout.substack.com. Visit there, check out our work, and consider subscribing as well. On today's episode, this will be a shorter episode. We're covering just the women's semifinals that are taking place in the overnight. We will cover the men tomorrow. So the semifinals pit, uh, one, first match is, or second match is Diana Yastrzemska against Jenkin Wen, and then Coco Goff and Irina Sabalenka is the blockbuster. We're, we'll cover... The uh, Yastrzemska Keen Wen match first. They have not played each other, but Yastrzemska, as we've talked about, has just steamrolled her way kind of through her section of the draw and is just playing lights out. She had a little bit of a hiccup against Emma Navarro, who is a tricky player in the third round. Well, she's not tricky. She just plays a different style. She doesn't have the power, so she relies on foot speed, some guile, and some shot making, and some persistence from the backcourt. Yastrzemska was able to adjust in the third set against her and won that match 6-2, 2-6, 6-1. That's the only third uh, three-set match that she has had all tournament. In her qualifying, she had three set matches in all three rounds. So she has played a ton of tennis, but I was listening to some of the coverage yesterday on ESPN, and Mary Jo Fernandez was talking about how coming through qualifying might actually help Yastrzemska. Like the the fact that she's playing today after playing yesterday might not be such a bad thing that she's played so much tennis because she's in a rhythm and she's used to being on the court a lot more than some of these other players. When you look at her opponent in the quarterfinals, Linda Noskova, she got through her fourth round match against Alina Svitolina because Svitolina had to retire after three games. So Noskova didn't get the opportunity to truly beat her and get some time on the court so she had more time off before her quarterfinal match and that may have harmed her watching your Stremska, she is dictating and I think that she will try to dictate against Jen Kingwen as well Kingwen has to control points I think they're both going to try to control points and in my mind this match comes down to Jenkin uh, when keeping the ball in the court, that can be an issue for her. She gets a little, uh, the, the unforced error count can climb quickly with, with her. If she manages to keep her game under control, she is more talented than Yastrzemska. She's faster. She has more shots and she should be able to win this in straight sets and get to the final. But Yastrzemska, if you saw any of the highlights or watched some of this match against Noskova, Yastrzemska wasn't even moving. Like she 
was controlling points from the baseline. She managed to do this against Azarenka as well in her fourth round match. She was dictating so strongly from the baseline to where she had her opponents moving side to side, but she was basically standing in the middle of the court and wailing away. And she will try to do that exact same thing, I think, against Keenwen. Keenwen has to keep it under control. She has had some challenging matches en route to the semifinal. Uh, her fourth round match against her, uh, or sorry, her third round match against her compatriot uh, Wang Yafan went into a dramatic tiebreak in the third round. She got by the hard-hitting Frenchwoman Dodan easily in the fourth round, but then dropped the first set in her quarterfinal against the veteran Anna Kalinskaya, and then kind of recovered from there. She won 6-7, 6-3, 6-1. So she, it feels like, without watching it, it feels like it took a while for her to adjust to what Kalinskaya was doing. And once she did, she put it on cruise control. Keenwen should win this in two sets, but Yastrzemska is playing extremely well. When we look at the odds for this match, we have uh, Keenwen favored, but I don't know. It's interesting. I'm not sure that she's favored by as much as you might think, considering the discrepancy in the seeding, right? With Keenwen being the 12 seed and Yastrzemska being unranked. Zhang is favored at minus 210. And Yastremska, the odds for her are plus 170. We're not sure if we like either one of these. We do like Zhang to win. If we look at some of the other odds here, uh, there's an interesting uh, parlay that is populated on DraftKings. Zhang to win the match, serve the most aces, and under 23 and a half games at plus 140. That's an interesting one. Over 23 and a half games with the same other two combinations would be plus 220. So if you want to play that, I think the first one is interesting. Under 23 and a half games, serving the most aces in Zheng to win. I feel like I could see her winning 6-4-6-4. That really should be what the scoreline is, 6-4-6-3. That's, that's what the outcome should be. It's just that Keen Wen has been a little bit erratic, and she can be erratic within matches, not just uh, overall. So we think this is a stay-away play. If you want to parlay this with something on your card, then you could consider it, but... We do think that Zhang is going to get through to the final. So we're not going to take the minus 210. That's, that's just too rich. But um, we could consider doing a parlay with it if you favor uh, the favorite in our second match, Coco Goff versus Arena Sabalenka. So that might be the play if you're looking to bet on the semifinals. You might want to parlay Zhang with either Goff or Sabalenka, depending on who you think will win. But we're going to stay away. When we look at the Goff and Sabalenka match, this is extremely interesting. They've played each other six times, and Goff holds a 4-2 advantage, including the U.S. Open final last year where Goff won in three sets to claim her first major title. They also played earlier that year in Indian Wells, and Sabalenka won four and love. So, the, you know, Sabalenka's only won twice. But she did have that sort of steamroll of a match in Indian Wells. They also met in Toronto in 2022. Those are the three, I think, most relevant matches in their head-to-head. Goff won that one 7-6 in the third. Sabalenka has been playing so well. She was our pick to win 
the tournament and we're going to stick with her uh, to win the tournament. She is cruising in this tournament. Love won in her first match against the qualifier, Sedell. Three and two against the qualifier and upstart Fruhertova, Brenda Fruhertova in her second round match. Love and love against the 28 seed Serenko in the third round. Three and two against the American Anisimova, and then two and three against the number nine seed Krajikova. So she's faced no resistance. No one's even taken more than three games in a set off of her the entire tournament. Goff, we do like that she has faced a little bit of resistance. She hadn't until the quarterfinal. She had cruised, really, with a little bit of a hiccup against Carolyn Dolide, the American, in the second round. In her quarterfinal match, Goff beat Marta Kostyuk, but it was quite the struggle. Goff, I think, was quoted as saying that she brought her C game to the quarterfinals, which to me is encouraging that she feels that she's playing at that level and can still beat top flight competition. She won 7-6, 6-7, 6-2. So it took her more than a set to figure out how to get through the uh, Ukrainian Kachyuk. So we like this match for a couple different reasons. One, the way Kurjikova, or sorry, the way Sabalenka has been playing, you know, that serve. She had the yips earlier too. Remember we were talking about Alexander Zverev in our last episode uh, when we were talking about his progression the last couple of years ever since his devastating foot injury in the final of the French Open against Rafael Nadal, how it's he's been slowly getting back to close to top five status where we think he should have been all along. Part of the reason he was struggling, though, in that time was his serve. He was getting the yips and serving tons of double faults. Sabalenka had the same issue, and she seems to have righted that ship. When she was suffering from the yips, her serves were way off. She was serving halfway up the net, and then she would hit it you know, 10 feet or more beyond the service box. And and it was really uh, starting to affect the rest of her game. When she would get the serve in, she would press on the points and she, she'd just make a lot of errors. And, and she has cleaned that up. So uh, she's cleaned it up to the point where she, again, is just cruising through the tournament. Goff will be the best mover that she has faced so far. Krajikova has some variety to her game, but she's she's she doesn't have the as the the breadth of weapons that Goff has. Goff has power, Goff has variety, Goff is you know the best doubles player in the world, and she has the ability to redirect power that I don't know that Krajikova has as much. Goff can redirect power with her own power, whereas Krajikova is a, a little bit more of a ball retriever, even though she has good doubles experience as well. So when we look at this head-to-head, it's all a matter of whether or not you think Sabalenka can continue her momentum that we've seen throughout the tournament and get past Goff, or if Goff will offer that resistance and take home the semifinal win and get to the final. I think this is slanted a little bit too much in Sabalenka's favor at minus 210, but we do like Sabalenka to win. We're going to look at some odds here and see if there is a play that we like. We kind of like Sabalenka to win two sets to one at plus 260. I think that's going to be our official recommendation of the podcast because we think Goff is a major step up in competition from what Sabalenka has faced. But at the same time, we think Sabalenka might be the best player in the world. And I don't know that when she's playing at her best that she can be beaten. So 
Unfortunately, we're going to go against the American Goth. I think it's going to be a compelling match either way, but we're going to pick Sabalenka officially to win two sets to one at plus 260 over on DraftKings. So that'll do it for this episode of Tiebreaker Tennis. Be sure to tune in to the network tomorrow for coverage of the men's semifinal. We have Novak Djokovic against Yannick Sinner, and then we have Alexander Zverev facing off against Daniil Medvedev, and we'll have a lot to say about both of those matches. Enjoy the matches early this morning on the East Coast, and we'll see you tomorrow.